Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We have another game episode for you. We saw the uh, Rays versus the Cubs at Wrigley Field uh, last Monday, a couple of days ago. What was the date on that, Jeremy? That's uh, the 18th, April 18th. April 18th. Wonderful. So yeah, that we have a recap of that coming up, but it is episode number 159. So Jeremy, who is your 159 guy? Uh, yeah, Jack. Uh, so I was excited about this. I saw him on the list last time when we were doing, when we were looking at, uh, the 158 guys. Um, so I'm excited to do this guy this time on uh, for number 159 home runs. Uh, my guy is uh, former cub Jim Hickman. Oh, nice. All right. Tell us about Jim Hickman. Yeah. Do you know anything about Jim Hickman? First off, Jack? Not really. Yeah. He's kind of like a lesser known Cubs guy. Um, played in the in the 70s late late 60s early 70s with the Cubs he was on the 69 Cubs mm. um, but he started off with the Mets um, so he in total in total he played from 62 to 74 um, and uh, yeah started off on the Mets uh, played um, I think five years with the Mets um, and then uh, let's see he played one year with the Dodgers and then came to the Cubs for six years ended up making the all-star game in 1970 which I'll talk about in a second um, had some really good years with the Cubs, though, uh, with, like, power numbers. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I think, kind of like an unsung kind of Cubs guy. Um, just, I want to try to pull up the 1969 Cubs roster, right? So, that you know, he played with Hundley, uh, Banks, uh, Don Kessinger, Ron Santo, Billy Williams. So, um, he, was, he was in that starting lineup for the 69 Cubs, who uh, ultimately, um, <clears throat> you know, lost uh, to the... Uh, or like got passed by the Mets um, for the the Eastern Division, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. He's um, notable for a couple different things. Um, he has a lot of Mets notable achievements. So he was the um, he was the first Met to hit for the cycle. Um, he was um, the last player to hit a homer in the Polo Grounds which is pretty interesting. If uh, people don't know, the Polo Grounds have, like, just crazy dimensions uh, in the outfield. Like, the center field was, like, 500 feet or something. Um, Let's see. He was the first Met to hit three homers in one game, and he was the last original Met. Uh, So I think he was, you know, on that that expansion roster and then um, uh, got traded. He was, like, the last of those original players to to leave the team or to be on the team uh, when he was traded to the Dodgers. Um, and then, yeah, he came to the Cubs and he I said he made the all-star game in 1970. Jack, he was the guy who hit the ball that, uh, resulted in the Pete Rose barreling over Ray Fossey play. Wow. Okay. So yeah. if it hadn't been for that base hit, Ray Fossey, uh, you know, his, <laughs> his life might've taken a different trajectory. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, you know, not Pete Rose, but Jim Hickman is ultimately to blame for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure Pete Rose would see it that way. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Jeremy, uh, yeah, he seems like he was a pretty solid player. That yeah. uh, that 1970 season is a real outlier. He had 32 home runs, 115 RBIs, and he hit 315. 
Yeah. Uh, the guy never hit higher than 272 in any other season. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in 1970. <laughs> Maybe he was one of the first uh, guys to do steroids. Also, <laughs> um, he just like tested it out for that season. Um, but uh, his also also his nickname was uh, Gentleman Jim, which is pretty okay, yeah, pretty good nickname. Yeah, uh, Tennessee boy, uh, and he passed away sadly in 2016, uh, the day after my birthday in 2016, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's just kind of like a. a, a one of those players is kind of lost to memory a little bit, but um, yeah, he was part of that like that Cubs team that that kind of made a run with run for it and had a you know several Hall of Famers on the team. So um, yeah, just a guy who kind of fits into that story a little bit. Yeah, what what a shame that he uh, he didn't get to see the 2016 Cubs World Series. Also, uh, just a weird weird career trajectory in that uh, he played like five years with the Mets, about six years with the Cubs, and sandwiched between those was one year with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like, you know, the guy's career span went from coast to coast. Like, what what, what did that guy do in L.A. like when he was there? Uh, weird <laughs> uh, weird to think. But, yeah, uh, interesting, Jeremy. Um, uh, uh, nice little history lesson there. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, so my number 159 guy is um, a guy we know well. Uh, I think we've talked about him on this podcast before, Marlon Bird. Okay, nice. Another former Cub All-Star. That's right, yeah. Yeah. One-time one former, like one, yeah, one-time All-Star. Yeah, yeah, actually, so just like Jim Hickman, um, uh, his lone All-Star appearance in his long career, he, he had a, a 15-year career, uh, his one All-Star appearance was with the Cubs in 2010. So 40 years after uh, Jim Hickman made it for the Cubs, um, yep. Marlon Bird made it. Uh, he had a he had a pretty good year that year. He had two ninety three, twelve homers, sixty six RBIs. Jeremy was he a two time loser when it came to steroids? I think so. I th- yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think he was. Um, I think we. I think he retired shortly after we saw him hit a home run. Um, I think he got busted for steroids a second time and he just quit. Um, yeah, he's he's famous for the. Uh, uh, he, he is a part of that Lou Pinella rant when he says, we got Marlon Bird, who's basically <laughs> been our best hitter all year. Um, so that's always good stuff. Uh, yeah, he he was always a pretty solid player, but it turns out that most of it probably wasn't legitimate. Yeah. Um, he seemed also like a nice guy, too, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, like, he was kind of – I remember when, you know, um, when, he, when the Cubs signed him, um, there was, I don't watch, uh, the family or family guy, but I guess there's some sort of thing from family guy with like bird or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, uh, they made family guy t guy, like the bootleg t-shirt guys, um, out in the, uh, outside of the, the, the ballpark were selling these like shirts that said like bird, 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 um, B Y R D with, uh, Peter Griffin on it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, uh, in, in family guy, they make fun of that song, like bird, 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 bird is the word. Uh, you, ever, okay. you ever hear that song? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Surfing so that, bird. that's, that's the, that's the whole joke. Oh, got you. Got you. Okay. That, okay. That makes sense. So, yeah. So, um, well, that's too bad. Cause I, I, I know the I know the song more than I know the, the family guy reference, but, um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, he was a fan favorite. People would do like the bird arms, uh, like a la Coco Beware, the former WWF uh, wrestler. <laughs> uh, but they would do that to Marlon Bird in the outfield, and I think he would do it back and stuff. And um, yeah, he seemed to like have like a good relationship with the fans. Um, and then yeah, ended up testing positive for steroids. I do remember too a game that I was like covering for um, 
my my other job at the sports statistics company they were playing the the Red Sox and they were wearing their both teams were wearing it was like a Saturday Fox game and they were both wearing um uh throwback uniforms and Marlon Bird got hit in the face I remember Jesus. that um so yeah uh so that's another thing just a random thing I remember about the Marlon Bird era but uh so Jack was that in 2016 then that we saw yeah, that, yeah, he okay. uh we saw him hit that bomb with Cleveland. I think that was in the doubleheader. Okay. Yeah, so pre-podcast um but uh yeah, I mean he was 38 already at that point. Uh so he probably didn't have too much left anyway, but uh but no. yeah, I kind of left in shame. Yeah, um played for 10 teams throughout his career. Uh but yeah, th- those Cubs years that he was just kind of a guy they picked up as they were trying to uh, well, I don't know. Were they tanking yet? Yeah, I suppose they were. They hadn't hired Theo Epstein yet, though, had they? Not quite that year. Yeah. I think they were. I actually feel. Yeah, I don't know because uh, 2008 was the last time they made the the playoffs um, when they signed him, and uh, I can't remember what that 2010 season was. That was that. That might have been Pinella's first year. Right? Or no, 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 it wasn't his first year. My bad. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I I think that there was maybe some high hopes for that team, but. Uh, I don't think they, that was the year he got fired actually. So sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're, you're right. Uh, you know, I, I had meant to bring this up, but we, you know, we had been talking about say Suzuki and I, I don't know if I asked you on the podcast, but who was the last cub, uh, to walk 100 times? Um, do you know the answer to that? Oh God. Um, I mean the, the smart, the, the safe answer would be Mark Grace. Um, but, uh, I mean, was it something weird like Juan Pierre or something? It was Carlos Pena. Oh, God, really? Yeah, he walked wow. 101 times in 2011. He was the last Cub to walk 100 times in the season. I think maybe Seiya Suzuki can do it, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Carlos Pena, last Cub to do it. Wow, that's that's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's Marlon Byrd. Uh, so, uh, two, yeah, two former Cub outfielders for number 159. Yeah, love it. Well, we uh we went to a game on uh, Monday, April eighteenth. It already seems like a long time ago. Yeah, um, it does. It was uh it was very cold. We got the tickets for a, a pretty good price, so that's why we decided to go. Uh, and we had we had uh, lower deck seats, which we haven't done in a little while. Yeah, um, you know, figured this is um, Wander Franco as well. I mean, he they the the Bra- the uh, the the Rays had just uh, played the White Sox on the south side uh but um i don't know for some reason we couldn't go to those games but uh we never really talked about going to those games I don't, i'm not sure why but uh <laughs> um but but yeah so we figured whatever it was a chance to see uh wander franco play um and unfortunately on the way to the ballpark uh we we found out that he was scratched from the, he was a late scratch from the lineup yeah i uh when i got in so jeremy and i had to meet at the park for this one um, and I, uh, when I got in there, I saw the lineup on the scoreboard and I, I saw that Taylor Walls was playing shortstop. Uh, and yeah, no, no wonder anywhere in sight. It, did my text message alert you that he wasn't playing or did you already know? No, I, that would, that would tell I found out as well. And then I, um, checked, uh, you know, my, I have him on my fantasy baseball team. So I checked that and uh, saw that he was a, a late scratch. So, was yeah, the last kind of time we sat in uh, the lower deck, was that for that Padres game? Oh man, like that, like kind of makeup game or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, the it was it was Cubs Padres. Uh, uh, yeah, was that the last time we sat in the lower deck? About June of last year. 
Oh, 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 last year. Um, yeah. Uh, sh- I sure. I, I don't remember honestly. But. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. The the seats the seats were pretty darn good. Um, so it was definitely disappointing not to see Wander, who was uh, who was sitting with a just a, a minor injury, it was a late scratch. Um, yeah. Jeremy and I uh, met up at the park. He asked me to get a scorecard for him, so I did. But uh, he ma- he he made sure to tell me to make sure they had the rosters in them. Because I guess, I guess they tried to sell you one that didn't have the rosters last time you went. So I went to um, uh, I went to all three Cubs Brewers games opening weekend, um, and by by the Sunday they were like I guess they were they had run out one stand the stand in left field uh, ran out of regular uh, scorecards, and so like the woman was like ringing me up, I just like dot, darted in and asked for a scorecard, and. I saw her scan the thing, and the, her coworker said, "Like, oh, Judy or whatever." She's like, "You, uh, you scanned a uh, scorecard. You're supposed to scan blank scorecard." And I was like, "Huh?" And like, I'm like, "Wait, is that blank?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, uh, well, never mind then. Sorry." I'm mm-hmm. like, "Do you know if anyone else has has the ones with the rosters?" And she's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "Well, okay, sorry." And I just like, <laughs> I bailed anyway. So, um, and then I went to like uh, one of those like freestanding stands, like the kiosk things, and. Uh, or whatever, like the rolling stands, and then the guy just had, you know, ones with with rosters. So um, I did. I figured it wasn't going to be an op- a problem because this was the first game of the series. But uh, you know, I just wanted to check. I uh, wanted to make sure that uh, you know, you got the good ones. Yeah, well, sure. I I, I definitely wouldn't have checked um, if you wouldn't have alerted me to that. Yeah. But I, uh, she she handed them to me, and then I'm like, oh, uh, all right, let's just make sure they got the. Okay, they were good. Um, yeah. But yeah. like, I had to I had to take like an extra second. Um, she probably saw me do that, and she was like, "Oh man, I wonder if he's with that other guy that was here the other day." <laughs> right. Um, as if, yeah, it, as if like they, as if I wouldn't have won, and like that's a that's like a uh, you know you got to let me know sort of situation. Like, and and anyone who would be getting like you know call me anal whatever, but like anyone who's keeping score is gonna who cares enough to do that is also gonna care if the roster is in there. So I don't know. Right. It's a, yeah, that, that's an oversight for sure. Um, so it was it was really cold at this game. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if it was forty degrees. Uh, there were snow flurries during some parts of the game, so it was very very cold. Uh, there, there was a, a vendor who had hot chocolate um, walking around that we kind of saw right at the beginning. Who uh, who said something to the guys in front of us? There were two guys sitting so, in front of us. What did what did he say to yeah, them? Well, so like, well, it was weird because this guy was like uh, a pretty jovial guy, like um, uh, selling hot chocolate, and, like the guys behind us who would end up like yelling a little bit uh, throughout the game, or at least early on in the game, I, the guy was like yelling back at the vendor. The guy was going around saying like hot chocolate, hot chocolate. And then the, 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 the fan who was behind us was like, Hey, hot chocolate. Yeah. Hot chocolate or whatever. And like, it's like, but he was doing it like in like, I feel like in a mocking way, mm-hmm. which is really out of bounds. Um, And then like the guy, he might've said something like, yeah, man. Yeah. Hot chocolate rules. I don't know what he said, but <laughs> but then the vendor guy was like walking. He's like, "Yeah, that's that's right. I insulate the hot chocolate with plastic." And we like looked over, and like he had like the hot chocolate in these like you know travel mugs, and he had like a sheet of plastic over it. And he was just like, it was just weird. Like I think like I don't know what I don't know if that guy threw him off or whatever. And the guy was just trying to be goofy, or he was just generally goofy. But he's like, "Yeah, I insulate the choc the hot chocolate with plastic." Which is just a very weird, specific thing to to yell. So it was, <laughs> it was just a weird situation in general. Do you like uh, Do you like hot chocolate, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, sure. I okay. like hot chocolate. I 
I back like um you know, I think back in the day, you know, I would like most people just try to go to games when it was warm or whatever, but since yeah. um I've been going to like opening days, I've gone to many cold as fuck baseball games and so like you know originally when you first kind of start doing that you're like oh yeah i need some hot chocolate um but it's never like satisfying it's never as like hot as you want it to be Mm -hmm. um and you know it's just it's fleeting it's like it might the first couple sips might warm you up but then like it gets cold quick and then like you're you just don't get as warm as you want to get and so like that's why i'm a blanket guy now yeah (laughs) sure okay um, yeah, I haven't had in years, so I was, uh, I, I didn't know if the Wrigley Field hot chocolate was good. Um, yeah, I will say as a non-coffee drinker, too, it's like, yeah, like, if I'm trying to drink a warm beverage, like, you know, I'll go for the hot chocolate. Um, although they don't even, they don't sell coffee at baseball games, which might be weird, I don't even know, but. So, you know, I, when I went to the NCAA tournament games with my brother, um, you know, it was like an all-day event. And I walked around, I must have walked around that arena like four times looking for a coffee stand, and they didn't have one. Like, yeah. you know, why, why don't they sell coffee at games? Like, for an afternoon game, like a, mid-af- a mid-afternoon game around 4 o'clock, you, you yeah. know, there might be some people who want coffee. Yeah, I would, I, I would see, I could see someone wanting coffee. I, I could see maybe them not doing it in, like, for baseball specifically because it's like, you know, most of the season is, like, in the you know, sweltering heat. Sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it's, it, that's a weird concept, which I don't have to worry myself about cause I, cause I don't drink it, but yeah. Do, do you remember in the, I think it was the 2016 playoffs, when, maybe 2017 when Joe Madden would like drink coffee in the yeah. dugout. Yeah. I think he, um, he had uh, a coffee in his hand. I don't think it was for the final out of the world series. It might've been the final out of the NLCS. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I remember, like, he had, like, put it down to, like, celebrate, and it was, like, kind of a weird moment. Uh, it's, like, I guess maybe you don't put it down expecting to, like, get the last out, but it was, like, it was a little, like, somewhat, like, I think Dave Martinez was going to go, like, hug him, and, like, he had to put this coffee down first. It was a weird <laughs> visual. Yeah. Joe Madden. And not, now he's walking, guys, with the bases loaded. He's done it twice. Done it twice in his career. Um, oh, interesting. He has. He's. He. Yeah. It's happened three times in the last. You know. Ever. And and he he did it twice. I think Buck Showalter was the other one. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Jeremy did his first aisle walk of the year. Um, <laughs> after did a you, home run. Yeah. Do you just want? Do you want to talk this one up, Jack? Sure. Yeah. Well, Jeremy had uh, had been saying that he was. You know. He he'd love to see a Patrick Wisdom home run tonight. I um, signed him specifically on my fantasy team for this game. I've been trying to like sign a guy like who's going to be in the game to my fantasy team like for that day um and so i i had like an opening at third base that day so i signed patrick wisdom yeah and and sure enough um in wisdom's first at bat uh uh the the name of the starter is is failing me right now uh for the uh, shane mcclanahan yeah shane mcclanahan right who had a, who had a very good outing anyway yeah. he was a lefty so uh you know i i haven't looked at wisdom splits but i assume he probably does pretty well against lefties uh yeah, he absolutely just hit a towering home run, moonshot, uh, all the way to the back of the bleachers in left field. Uh, and of course, we we had some space to our left. Jeremy always sits to my left, um, so uh, he went up and down the aisle and went, "Yeah, baby, Pete Wizzy." But he sounded. I, I told Jeremy he went full George Costanza, which is what <laughs> which is what Jeremy sounds like when he's celebrating these. Just, <laughs> Picture George yelling, and that's that's what Jeremy sounds like. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's fun. It's a rare like uh, celebratory George Costanza. Usually when he's yelling, he's like fr- like you know fr- frustrated, right? Um, 
But uh, but yeah, so that was uh, yeah. So I, I I and I knew I went full crazy on him. Like I I mean I said uh, earlier in the game like um, you know hey uh, you know I'm feeling a, a wisdom homer tonight. You did. And so when it happened, I was like celebrating and and jumping you know whatever yelling and I hit I I hit Jack on the shoulder and I'm like I I called it I called it. <laughs> Um, and then there were two guys in front of us who will come up uh, later on as well. Um, but they, these guys, um, you know, they were like, uh, they were so they were Cubs fans, so they were celebrating also. And then like the one guy turned around and looked at me, and he was like, "Yeah, like, like, all right, baby, wisdom Homer." And I go like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> 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 it was like so that's so like un un me. Uh, but, uh, I was just like happy and I was trying to signify with this guy and maybe as, as a few words as possible. And I was just like, hell yeah. So that was a funny, funny moment there. Yeah. That, that is unlike you to, to say something like that. So totally. I like it. Uh, so, okay. So yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know those guys, uh, there wasn't too, too much craziness around us in this game, but there were a couple little things here or there. Um, but we can talk about the people, behind us i guess real quick yeah um there was uh um a, a whole row of people honestly um who were pretty loud and vocal about different things actually the, the guys who were yelling the hot chocolate thing it was those uh-huh. people yeah um, and when they they interrupted we were trying to have a conversation yes um yeah. and they were talking so loud yeah. that we had to we had to stop talking for a second when when you're talking loud enough that you're drowning out other people um you need you need to uh be quieter <laughs> yeah, for sure. And they were like a good three rows behind us, maybe more. Oh yeah. Um so uh so yeah, it was it was it was it was kind of crazy. Uh at one point, you know, every once in a while you see like a guy from the Cubs walking around with like a TV camera going to get like uh you know, like to get crowd shots to put on the video board. And um this guy was like walking in our section and the people the guy behind us was like, Hey, over here, hey, camera guy. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, you know, there's if there's one surefire way to not have the g- camera guy come over to you, it's yell like that at him. Um, and I, they, the camera <laughs> guy did not come over, and they would, did not end up on the video board. Um, but that happened. And then um, there was also this song. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's uh, Coldplay, but it might be, um, it might be Chris Martin on vocals or something. It's like, you are a superstar. All right, you are whatever this fucking song is like. They they played that song, and the whole line of the people there were singing along to that song. It was, it was uh, kind of cheesy, but oh, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm trying to. I don't care enough to like look it up. Okay, so it's um it's a Lupe Fiasco song, I guess. Uh-huh. Maybe I guess I don't know. I don't. Uh, I'm trying to see. It doesn't really matter, but um. Let's say that it's this song, um, but whatever it was, like they were singing along to it, um, and yeah, I don't know. They were like just uh, going all out for this song, which is, and it just seemed very cheesy. Anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so and it was right in our ears too. So there there was a, a lot of odd like music kind of like participation um, in this uh, on this day, um, but so that happened. Um, and yeah, I think like that was there was nothing like major more from them, but uh, just I kind of it, we got the impression that it was going to be kind of a continuing thing there, like their noise level and 
I don't know. It turns out the people in front of us ended up uh, contributing to the the noise uh, in the uh, in the general area. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yeah, that that's this next thing, uh, right? Is it, yeah. is that the guys the guys yelling at other people to come over and sit and sit near them? The guys yeah. in front of us. Yeah. So these two guys, um, who who like I said, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> to about the wisdom Homer. Um, at some point, this guy like these guys. I don't know if you noticed what they were like beforehand, but they were like looking down. They were looking like a bunch of aisles, a bunch of sections over. And they're like, oh, there he is. Or where where are they? Where are they? Tell them to wave their hand or something. And then the guy gets on his phone and he's like, he's, he gets on his phone. He's like standing up and he's like, hey, I'm here. Look to your left. I'm here, right here. Look, look now, look. And it's like, it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah, just trying to call this guy over. And then um, I thought maybe they were just trying to, you know, spot the other people and just wave to him. But of course not. The, those people actually then ended up coming over and sitting with them. And for, for before that, there was only two guys in front of us and we had a clear view and then like f- four more people came. So then yep. there was like a whole row of six in front of us now, which then obscured our, our view a little bit. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, yeah, it obstructed it a little bit, but it also, uh, you know, it also just made it feel more crowded yeah. when that was completely not necessary because there were tons of open seats everywhere. Um, yeah, exactly. Now there's a big crowd of people around us. I think we were kind of vocal about that, though. Like, I think we we literally like looked at each other and we're like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we're 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 not. We've uh, gotten a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say careless because I think it's kind of intentional. But whatever it is, like we we've, we've stopped hiding our disgust when when stuff like that happens. Yeah, um, for sure. Which is which is going to get us in trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta um, I gotta add a note here. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, you caught one that I missed later on, uh, so I'm glad you got that. Sure. Um, okay. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy, I was gonna. I, I have a little something to say here about like people who do what you just described. Those guys did like calling people over. I think there's there's two things that I, I really hate it at games that that people around you can do. Um, one is guys who whistle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that really high pitched like thing you have to do with your fingers and your lips. Um, you ever you ever have somebody behind you, just right behind you, that's doing well, that? That happened at a game we were at last year. Someone like to our left was was like doing that fucking crazy whistle. I mean, yeah. it's just it's fucking crazy. It's like yeah, it's a psycho whistle. Like it's like you're trying to like hurt. It's like there's no other reason to do it than to try to hurt other people's ears, which is fucking crazy. Um, yeah. And at the very least, it's like you may, you're maybe trying to show off that you can whistle that loud, which is. Is that supposed to be some kind of status symbol or something? Like, are you more manly because you can whistle louder? Like, I don't think that I don't think that equates. It's yeah, it's crazy. I forgot what game we were at, but someone did that on one of the episodes, and it's yeah. super piercing and annoying. They, they did. Uh, and next time it happens, I can't remember if we gave them dirty looks, but I, I certainly will this year. Um, uh, I'm not having it anymore. But so I don't <laughs> like that. Um, but I also, and this is another common thing you'll sometimes see at games, people who see someone they recognize and then they start, they just stand up and start yelling at them yeah. just from just across, across a section, just a whole section that they, they try to yell at the people. And I'll give you credit, Jeremy, you saw your buddy, uh, last week at the, at the last game we went to mm-hmm. and he was like, he was walking down the concourse, um, and you didn't yell at him. No, you didn't. You didn't yell. You you were like going to. You're like, oh, that that I know that guy, but but you didn't do it. Uh, yeah. A lesser a lesser man would have yelled. <laughs> Certainly, because yeah. because he would have heard you. You were like kind of right in the 
right in the, the, the sweet spot where, like, if you would have yelled loud, he probably would have turned around. But you didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and you didn't get his attention until he was just, like, five feet away and, like, he was coming up. He would have been, like, a, like two rows in front of us anyway. So that was when, mm-hmm. you, that was when you flagged him down. But yeah. that, nothing is more annoying than, than somebody who does that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, at this point, people have like uh, you know, everyone has like a cell phone and they have everyone's number. It's like you can just call the person on the phone and just say, "Hey, I just saw you walk by. You know, come back, um, yeah, or whatever." But uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, cause like odds are you're gonna be yelling in someone's ear. I mean, that's the thing that uh, that drives me crazy is that people just don't, they do not, they cannot like like sense that there are people behind you and like. The people, like, when people stand in the aisle, like, in the upper deck, and they stand in that aisle, and they're just, like, standing there watching, it's like, dude, there are, like, a hundred people behind you who you're blocking, and you, you can't sense that there's a hundred people behind you that you're blocking, and that, that are pissed off at you, it's just, I, 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 like, marvel at that level of obliviousness, it's crazy, and, like, yeah. sometimes, you know, it, it might happen, and you might get tripped up for a second, but, like, to stand there for, like, you know, like, like minutes uh without realizing it is just crazy yeah it's just the the baseball version of a a party foul um yeah it's it's terrible uh so that that actually happened uh uh, again with people yelling at other people who were at the at the game uh in the section that that would happen a little bit later we'll get Uh get to that a little little later yeah yeah um jeremy you got your first uh food of the year um yeah uh it was a burger uh, yeah. did, did you did you have to go through the whole crazy like um you the know rig, rig moral at uh, that that yeah the self checkout thing? Uh, I I kind of did kind of go through some different booths, uh, some different aisles. I actually or some stands. I I actually wanted to do the the self checkout. I did it um on my own when I went to that Sunday uh, Cubs Brewers game. But I wanted to do it for the podcast just to see if anything happened. But the lines were too long. It's like an imperfect um system yet like still because there's still like a bottleneck basically it's like they have like i think like maybe like four or five of these self-checkout things um but what happens is someone goes to like the closest one and then like there's a bottleneck and then people are like there's three other ones open but like people can't get by those people so it's it's still like a flawed system like it all comes down to like not having enough space in the Wrigley concourses because uh, it's just old, you know. But um, yeah, I ended up not uh, uh, doing that, and I ended up just yeah going the old-fashioned route. Um, but uh, okay. I think I was back pretty quick. I think I maybe only missed like a batter or two. Yeah, you did. How was the burger? Burger's good. I think I was telling you, Jack. I'm like, I I don't know if I sound like some kind of simpleton or or whatever, but I'm like, this is a good burger. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it would be like if some like country bumpkin like came to like, you know, it's like, it's like some like country bumpkin going to like Applebee's and saying like, Oh man, I love, you know, where's a good burger Applebee's or something like <laughs> that. I, I regret doing that voice. It just kind of came out, but sure. you know, it's like, there's no way Applebee's like, I'm sure it's a fine burger, but it's not, it's not like a noteworthy burger, you know, but like, uh, so anyway, I kind of feel like I'm I'm doing that by saying that this burger at, at Cubs games is good, but I I think it's pretty damn good. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, it's it's not an uh, it's not a classic uh, uh, ballpark like baseball food, you know. Like there's they don't sing like buy me a burger and Cracker Jacks, but sure. It's uh it's definitely my go to. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I don't. I've never gotten a burger at a baseball game, so that's yeah. uh, that's an that's an interesting one. 
It's a um, weird choice. There was uh, a couple of scoreboard things tonight. Uh, the Strowman one. I still haven't listened to that song. You remember what it's called? Oh, yeah. It, these days, I think it's called or something. Did you listen to it yet? No, no, okay. no. I didn't okay, listen well, to it. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it eventually. We, uh, we, I did, um, I did like give him extra credit, though, because I think I said he won a Grammy. But, instead, but in fact, it's, he has a, it's a gold record. Okay. So, okay. Um, which uh, I still it's like I still don't know the story behind it. It's almost better to not know, but um, sure. But yeah, I don't know. Well, so they they had one for Seiya Suzuki, um, yeah. and uh, you know the questions were unremarkable, um, you know, and and so were the answers for the most part. But they they asked, they asked an odd question for the last one. Um, yeah. I, I think the question was like if if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go, and who would you want to go with? Um, and like, how is a, how is a guy supposed oh, yeah. to answer that question? Honestly, especially if he's married. Right. Um, so Suzuki was like, uh, I would go with Beyonce, but I don't think my wife would like that answer or something. <laughs> yeah. And then like, he said he would go to the USA, I think. But like that, that's, a, that's a weird question to ask. They need to, they need to phrase that question a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's weird. And now the guy's like, yeah, he's he's just came over to the states, and now he's probably gonna get in the doghouse with his wife. <laughs> um, you know, that's no good. Um, he doesn't need that kind of drama. He just needs to keep, you know, having a good um, strike zone uh, recognition. But right. um, but yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, that that is a weird one. Um, uh, maybe he can get away with it, uh, like saying it like in Japanese or something. <laughs> I don't know. It makes it makes it like more charming or something. Um, I think he also answers for one of those questions, like, what's your favorite food? And he says, like, chicken nuggets or something. He did. He did say yeah. chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they showed that one um, at the the Sunday Brewers game as well. Um, okay. So I kind of remember that. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a loaded question. I wonder if anyone's taken him to Raising Cane's. Hey, I you know uh, I've uh, extolled the the uh, the virtues of raising canes to Jack uh, after the game. We haven't gotten we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but um, I'm a I'm a fast food junkie. Like I, I eat way too much fast food, and I gotta say, raising canes is so is like mind blowingly good. It's like the quality is so good. Um, uh, so yeah, it's the simplest thing. It's just chicken fingers essentially, um, but it's pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, like you said, Jeremy. Sometime maybe after a Friday Cubs game, we'll have to go there. Yeah, um, most definitely. Okay, so I think I said something that I think I'm going to get in trouble for here <laughs> in this next one. Yeah, so um, let's see. Uh, in the I think it was the top of the fifth inning, maybe. Yeah. Um, Hendricks, uh, Kyle Hendricks started this game, which is, I think this is the eighth time we've seen him start, and the 18th Cubs game we've been to for the podcast. Wow, wow. it's really crazy. Um, but, uh, Hendricks, um, he, 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 he cruised through the first three innings for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, second inning, he gave up a couple hits, uh, like three hits and, and a run. Um, and then in the fifth inning, he gave up a, let's see, started off with a single walk strikeout and then a single. Um, and then the, uh, Ross pulled him. I think he had thrown like 80 pitches or something, Jack. Do you remember? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't many more than that. Yeah, um, and and so he pull so Ross pulls him, and as he's pulling him, uh, Jack said to me, he's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, I, I think Hendricks might be done, man. I think he might, <laughs> I mean, he might be done, and uh, you know, I think like I, this is not this one. Uh, honestly, I was the the uh, whole like record 
record this thing maybe got me a little more got like a, a a bee in my bonnet a little more than this but um i mean i'm a i'm a big kyle hendricks fan i've seen a lot of his like great performances as a cub uh in person so i have like a, a kinship with kyle hendricks a little bit and he is not the pitcher he was in 2016 but uh you know i was like trying to be diplomatic about like that comment is he done and he was he was he kind of lost it a little bit uh in this game uh and he he was coming off of a very bad outing uh in pittsburgh but the first his first outing of the season like uh he he completely shut down the brewers um and then last year you know he 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 had a he had a rough year for him uh for any starting pitcher i think his era was like 460 or something maybe it's maybe even higher. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, 477. But... I, he also led the major leagues in hits allowed, and he, he gave up 31 homers. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think like I think maybe it's a little early to say that he's done. I mean, I think that uh, he's, uh, yeah, like I said, he's he's kind of uh, he's not in the form that he was in those seasons. But to me, it was always like I think for most people, it was always like, how is he? so effective because he's not a hard thrower. He's definitely a finesse pitcher. So, he, you know, it's just a matter at this point of his career and kind of throughout his whole career, it's, it's really just about him locating uh, for him to be effective. And I think he just, he hasn't been able to locate as well as he has, uh, you know, in previous years. So, um, you know, I would say this outing was not that bad overall. And um, I don't know, starting pitching across the board is, is really down. Uh, I think it has to do with the short spring training. But, yeah, so I think the uh, the reports of Kyle Hendricks' demise are slightly exaggerated. Not greatly <laughs> exaggerated, but slightly. We'll see. Um, yeah, he's coming off of a really bad season. Because um, I had just looked at his numbers before the uh, before the game, uh, and I, I, I didn't recall that he had that, that bad of a season last year. Um, yeah. Uh, but – uh yeah we'll see how it plays out um yeah his, his era is bad did he did he get roughed up uh in his second outing of the year yeah against the pirates he got roughed up okay um but he was also like lights out his first one so you know um it's uh yeah we'll we'll see we'll see how how this season shakes out but um he does seem to um have the ability to kind of make adjustments so yeah i don't know we'll see how it plays out um so this uh, this Keegan Thompson thing. Oh, also, Jeremy, you want to talk about a bee in your bonnet? Uh, I I got a bee in my bonnet about something. We'll we'll wait we'll wait till you we'll wait till you fall in the trap though. It's gonna happen this season. Um, we'll wait. I have a Lou Pinella style rant. I'm not sure I'm not sure how much of it's gonna end up getting deleted. Hopefully none of it. Um, okay. Uh, this Keegan Thompson one. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to quote what it says here because I was just trying to jot down the lyrics to to try to see what if i could find the song but but yeah keegan thompson had a a, a suggestible walk-up song to say the so least. i was gonna ask you about the song because i you know i'm not uh i'm not too hip on like the the kids music these days uh-huh. and whatnot but uh what what was that song? Because it was very strange. Well, I couldn't find it. That's the thing. And, I, and now I have in my Google history these these lyrics, which are just the filthiest thing you could think of. Um, you know, um, something something. Um, uh, well, I don't even know where I would speculate where it's from. So but, so uh, this is this is the song that he was using. The lyrics that you're looking at. Yeah yeah. I mean that's what I heard. Uh, so I googled it. and I couldn't find it. But so here's the, basically it's like <laughs> I think one of the lines. I think the first line is. She's touching my, and like, 
it's they they censored the line right so like mm-hmm. you know when you hear like a song like edited on the radio or whatever and it's like yeah it like they'll either bleep it or like they'll do like a like a scratch or something or they'll just mute it so uh these song this song was like muted on like the these lines so like whatever so it's like she's touching my and like <laughs> whatever and it's like i've noticed other songs that they've been playing at the cubs games with like profanities in them which like are like really clear what the word is like you know um without muting it it's almost like the mute does no you know you've already put that 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 phrase in my head um whether or not you muted it or not so i feel like i've been hearing them doing that more um this season already um and and yeah i it's like i feel like a couple years ago they would have just told Keegan Thompson, "Hey, dude, you can't do that. You can't use this song. It's just too. It's too like. Uh, it's too profane. Like, just pick another song. Pick freaking Taking Care of Business' by Bachman Turner Overdrive or something. Like, uh, this is not. Yeah, it was just some like hip hop song or something, uh, or like even like a dance kind of song, and it was like very sexually suggest suggestive." I'm like, isn't there another part that he could use of this song that doesn't include these lyrics? But um, I could, I googled it and I couldn't find it. Now it's in my Google history, but um, uh, I don't know what it was. But it's it seems it seems a little uh, blue for the ballpark. Sure is is the uh, is there actually a lyric in there that says she wants to see if it'll fit? Yeah, well, yeah, sure. There you go. I was not gonna. I I, it, I hey, you know what? It's uh, why not? You know, this is an R-rated podcast. Sure. Um, good lord, man. Uh, that's wow. what I. That's what I heard. For sure, um, I, I, I mean, maybe I misheard it because uh, I, I googled that and I couldn't find any any songs. But um, it definitely, that's like the, uh, yeah, that's like the the spirit of the lyrics. <laughs> <at least. laughs> and yeah. I, I was I was singing the praises of Keegan Thompson too. I was like, wow, this guy, you know, he he's been pretty lights out in both of the outings that we saw him. He pitched about yeah. he pitched about three innings in each each outing, and, and no one was really touching him. Uh, so yeah. you know, may, maybe if uh, you know if he's gonna start entering to a little more fanfare if he if he continues to have a good season he may want to want to consider a, a different entrance song yeah, or maybe the music is what's making him pitch well and if that's ca- if that's the case <laughs> then fucking you know talk about all the pornographic like things you want in your songs uh, if it means you're gonna you know throw a shutout like uh in relief so yeah um so michael Hermosillo started uh yep. and you know he He's been he, dubbed he my a, boy for some reason. Yeah, he's, he's become your boy. So, no, you know what? You know what it is? It's because he got his autograph. Um, yeah, for sure. And and you uh you you lauded him as the guy who got the big hit, uh, <laughs> which he did. Um, and it, it was, was it was exciting to, make to see it simple for those people. Right, right. Um, and it was exciting to see him make the the roster. Um, mm-hmm. y- you had to be kind of excited for a guy like that to make it uh, make an opening day roster. But he is not. Um, he doesn't have a hit. On the season so far, I think he was over ten coming into the game, but mm-hmm. you know he's not he's not playing every day, right? No, yeah. No. So it's it's t- it's tough for a guy to you know to try to do something when he's when he's getting a regular playing time, especially a guy like that who's probably pressing. Uh, yeah. But Jeremy had made the comment that he probably needs to get a hit to stay on the team, which I, I don't think was completely inaccurate. Yeah, because he's he's on the bubble. Like uh, before, like we talked about it, like uh, before the season, like it was kind of like two spots for Ortega, uh, Hermosillo or Hayward. 
Um, and then someone went on the DL, and uh, they were able to take all of them, and they've all been able to stay on the roster so far. But, yeah, right now Hermosillo is, like, kind of the odd man out, and he's not performing very well, and so, like, there's a lot of pressure. And this is this kind of – we had this very conversation uh, at the ballpark uh, in real time um, about Hermosillo. And then the two guys in front of us, one of the guys turned around and, like, leaned over to me and he, to us, and he's like, is he really doing that bad? And we were like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't have any hits so far. And uh, he's like, oh, man. And they just turned around. <laughs> and then I said, I'm like, yep, but you know what? We have faith in him, and we know he's going to turn it around. So, uh, you know, let's go get him or something like that. <laughs> Which, hey, you're, you're uh, yeah, strange interactions with these guys. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's um, – yeah, there's a couple. Well, yeah, I think uh, nothing major, but there's another thing that happened later on. But um, but yeah, so actually, we could just talk about it all together here. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they yeah, that was the little thing there, and I could I could I felt like he was like he was upset that Armasio was doing so bad. So I was I just I said like yeah, but you know what, he's gonna do it. He's gonna turn it around, whatever. Um, uh, one thing I think we talked about this already, but Frank Schwindel, his walk up song. A um, little less profanity in it. Uh, uh, it's uh, self-esteem by the Offspring, which I never liked that song when it came out. I thought the Offspring were like, I don't know. I was it was one of those bands where like I guess nowadays I can enjoy some of their songs, but back in the day I was like, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not. Uh, they're too punk for me or something. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I do enjoy hearing that song when Schwindel comes up. I think it's really cool that he uses that as his theme song and they were playing it. Um, and the guys in front of us, it was very, it was, yeah, it was like a musical crowd around us. So, so when, when Schwindel came up and the offspring song was playing, the two guys in front of us were bopping their head, kind of like Beavis and Butthead. Um, maybe not as, uh, as like as violently, but they were like, they were both like bopping their head to the song. And I'm like, okay, these guys like, like the offspring, I guess. Um, so it was kind of funny. Um, at some point later on in the game, uh, Schwindel hit a homer, um, and then those guys uh, turned around and high fived me, and we we like all high fived over the Schwindel homer. Um, so we we kind of had our um, we kind of had our like you know interactions with the people, um, but uh, but yeah, there was also like some weirdness when when they when they brought in that other group of people in front of us. So yeah, I don't know, it was a give and take. You know, I, I I meant to mention this. Um, uh, I didn't say it to you at the game, but Schwindel did this thing where he, the home run that he hit it was to right field, and it just it seems like it got caught up in the vortex of uh, just the the stadium, and just it just carried. It looked like mm-hmm. a, a pop fly that was going to be into mid right field and just carried over the fence. Um, Schwindel once he got to about second base, he started sprinting around the bases. Yeah. Um, does he usually usually do that when he hits a home run? It almost felt no. like a comment a commentary on how cold it was, and it was just like, all right, like I hit that one, let's get the fuck out of here now. Yeah, he's uh, no, he doesn't normally do that. And the best I can say is that he's just kind of like a weird guy. He does mm-hmm. like weird thing. He makes like weird faces at the camera and stuff. Apparently, what happened? I was watching the game the next day, and they talked about it. Uh, I think he like broke his bat or. I don't think his bat went into the stands or something, but he ended up like giving a bat to like someone in the stands and the, the fan said to him like, Hey, uh, you know, hit a Homer for, with his next one with his, with the new bat or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, when he did, 
he hit the homer and then he like pointed at the the person in the crowd or something. So I think he did something like that. Uh, and then maybe he started running. So I don't know. That might've had something to do with it as well, but he, he's just a generally like kind of odd guy who does weird things. And so, uh, I think I just, you just chalk it up to that really. Sure. Um, well anyway, yeah, that was, that was interesting. And it was, it was nice to see him do well. Cause he, he got off to kind of a slow start in the first, uh, first couple series. So yeah, for sure. I, I will, I just wanted to say too, like, it was interesting that I didn't even realize it until afterwards, but we saw Schwindel and wisdom, both Homer, um, you know, who were Schwindel and wisdom, like the second half of the 2021 Cubs season, I think will, will forever be known as the Schwindel wisdom, uh, era of the Cubs where they sure. were kind of like the team leaders. And um, so it was cool. They both kind of, I, as Cubs fans, you were kind of keeping a close eye on both of them to see how they would get off uh, to a start this season. And both of them kind of stumbled a little bit out of the gate. Schwindel just actually lost a hit streak today. Um, but wisdom kind of blew up here uh, in the, um, in the Colorado series. Uh, and he's been playing well since uh, that as well. So it was cool to see both of them hit homers, um, in, uh, you know, in the same game. Yeah. I'm trying to think, did they both hit home runs in the pirates game too, that we went to? They may have, cause we've seen Schwindel hit a, a homer before and we definitely have seen wisdom hit a homer. So they may they have, have both. Yeah. They may have done that. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, we've also seen Randy a Rosarena homer, but not tonight. Uh, but he, he was interacting a lot in, in left field with a lot of the bleacher bums out, out there when he was in the field. Yeah, it was another one of those weird things. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of liking sitting on the left side of the field uh, because we, we can keep an eye on the the, the, the bleachers. And, um, yeah, you know, one of the guys out there is Bleacher Jeff, who we, we met at the uh, Twins game mm-hmm. uh, last season. But, um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, they obviously the bleacher bums give the outfielders a hard time. Um, you know, uh, Bleacher Jeff called uh, Jeff – uh, or Jake Cave meat, of course. Right, right. Um, he, dro- he dropped meat on him. Yeah, um, but uh, they were like, they were yelling like, "Randy, Randy, Randy, you suck!" Um, and Rosarena was like, Rosarena was like turned around facing them like most, like a majority of the time he was out in the field. Like between each pitch, he would almost turn fully around and engage the the fans, which is you know is a is risky move. Like you you don't want to encourage them. But also, like, the more you ignore them, the more they're going to get on you. So it, it probably was, um, you know, the right move to, like, kind of, like, play along with them because then they kind of, like, lighten up a little bit. But I could tell, like, he was, like, laughing at some of the stuff that they were saying. And he really was, like, engaging them. And so, I don't know. I think he, he seems kind of like a, a, a goofy guy. So, like, it kind of made sense. But, um, yeah, it was uh, that was the most, like, engaged I had seen a player get with the bleacher bums. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I wonder if some of it had to do with the cold weather too. Maybe he was just trying yeah. to d- distract himself from how cold it was. I think he was yeah. one, maybe one of the players who had a hand warmer. Um, have you? Maybe we've talked about it on the podcast before. Have you seen that clip of that that guy at the Mets game, like who's in left the left field bleachers and he's he- heckling Matt Diaz? Uh, maybe. Okay, he's like, "Hey, Diaz, you've never seen this." I think you sent this to me, maybe. Right? Okay, yeah, maybe I did. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, good, good stuff for our listeners. Yeah, look, look that <laughs> one up on YouTube if you have some time. Um, yeah, Javi Guerra came in for the Rays. I, I didn't even know Javi Guerra was on the Rays. No, he had just been acquired uh, recently, so like um, that he wasn't even on the roster. Um, 
But we were we were talking about Javi Guerra, and I was like, "Is this the guy who was on the Dodgers?" And like, and Jack was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He was on the Dodgers, and I'm like, "Okay." And he was on the White Sox too, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, and it was weird because he had really good numbers, but I didn't remember how that Javi like Javi Guerra having that good in numbers. Um, cause I think Jack, you even you even remarked you're like, "Oh, this guy like has." had really a really good year last year or something like that. Yeah. And I just, um, I was compiling our stats, uh, for our, for our, uh, for all the games we've been to. And I just looked them up and like, sure enough, man, there's two fucking Javi Guerra's. Are there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. There's two okay. Fucking Javi Guerra's. There's a Javi Guerra. They're 10 years apart. The, the one who we saw, oh. uh, oh they debuted in 2019 with the Padres um, and he's pitched with the Padres uh, every year until this year. Um, but then the other Javi Guerra um, is the one we were thinking of who pitched like with the Dodgers. And uh, he pitched last year with the Nationals. Like That's the same Javi Guerra I was thinking of. And yet he's not as good. He's got a three, 398 career ERA, but like he had a 16.5 ERA last year. And yeah. A four ERA uh, the last two years before that. So... Yeah, there's two fucking Javi Guerras. It's, well, it's annoying. Yeah, how's a, how is anyone supposed to keep track of that? I have no idea. And like they're like around, you know, they're like they're both middle relief like relief pitchers. They're like they they both have, well whatever they have ties to the the NL West and other things, but they're both like pitching in the same era. Like Javi Guerra doesn't have any stats this year. The 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 older one. Um, so I don't know if he's like out um of of baseball or what, but um. Uh, yeah, like it's yeah, it's like unfair. It's like why are there two Javiers and how are yeah how are we expected to keep track of them both? Yeah, and and they're both they're both relief pitchers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, very very confusing. Okay, wow. That well, that's if you hadn't told me that that was a different Javiera, I would have just assumed that it was the Javiera I thought it was. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the reason why I asked you is because in my mind, I think there's been times where I'm like. Wait, this Javier is good, but I don't remember him being because I think the one we saw is marketed markedly better than the older one, and uh, I was like, that doesn't sound like the Javier I know. I'm like, am I confusing these guys with like? I assumed it was like a you know because there's Junior Guerra, right? And so I know that yep. I knew that it wasn't Junior Guerra, also not good. Um, no. But uh, but like I thought maybe the Javier Guerra or like whatever, like so, another guy, and I was confusing them, but. Uh, it turns out I didn't have a fighting chance because yeah, there I wasn't confusing them, but there's two guys with the same name, so yeah, yeah. It's maybe maybe it's like James Bond where it's like you know the, the, there's rumors that like you know James Bond it because it's played by a different actor, it's actually a different person in the movies too, and James Bond <laughs> oh, is just like you know a, a title that like 007 that like whoever that agent is has. Maybe there's got maybe there's gonna be a Javi Guerra going forward in baseball. Uh, yeah, sure. Know. Who's the Javi Guerra uh, this year? Right. Um, okay. Well, that's all right. Well, that's that's interesting. That's that's good to know, I guess. Yeah. Um, I so I had remarked uh, earlier in the game that Taylor Walls was was playing a good shortstop for mm-hmm. the Rays, which he was. Uh, I still would have rather seen R- Wander Franco, but uh, the guys in front of us, one of the guys also noticed this and was like, "Hey, how about that defense?" Yeah, yeah, it was the same guy who um, who said like is Hermosillo playing that bad? But yeah, yeah. he turned to me like after um, it seems like Taylor Walls made like three or four like nice plays on ground balls, um, even fielding like shifting to his like arranging to his left uh, to to throw out Cubs players and like yeah like 
he made he I think he made like two in one inning, and the guy like turned to me and he's like, yeah, oh, how about that defense? I'm like, yeah, man, pretty good. Like I didn't know <laughs> what to say. Um, he said from that shortstop too. He's like, how about the defense from that shortstop? And I was like, yeah, yeah, pretty good. And I was just thinking like, yeah, it's funny. Like I do, it does seem to me, Jack, like we kind of take turns like being roped in by someone around us. Sure. Like it's happened to you for sure. And, um, you know, it, it happens to me, uh, every so often. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's weird though, because like they never, it seems like they don't ever engage both of us. It's either just like one or the other. Um, so it's, it's kind of odd how that works out. Yeah. It's, and it's kind of weird that it's only, only one or the other. Cause then if the other guy wants to jump in at some point, he really, he can't without it being kind of weird. Yeah. Um, there's definitely been times someone's been talking to you and I just like, I'm like, oh, I could say something here, but I just, I, I lean back. So, <laughs> um, so uh, another guy who was sitting about, uh, in front of me and to my right mm-hmm. did the thing again where he was trying to, he was trying to track somebody down. Um, and like waving his arms up and down, and I don't know if he did it on purpose, but he had he had his phone's flashlight on, like yeah. his his iPhone's flashlight, and it was shining right in my eye <laughs> for this, like two two yeah. minutes. I I had to I had to shield my my eyes with my hand. It was it was the most annoying thing ever. If it had gone on for another minute or two, I was gonna go over to the guy and be like, "Hey man, you know you got your flat your flashlight on your phone on, right?" And I don't know if it was intentional, like he wanted to turn the light on as if it was like a lighthouse or something, you know, trying to like trying to flag down these people. But yeah. like that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, this one was funny for me because I I don't know if I've ever seen Jack Moore annoyed by anything. I can't believe I almost forgot to put this note in the, in the in the in the notes here but um yeah like the guy like jack was like holding his hand up as if the guy was like flashing like a a spotlight on him and like here's the thing is like it's definitely annoying for sure and like it was right in your your line of sight like for you to look at the home at home plate was to look to your right and the guy's (laughs) light was right there yeah it was in your vision it wasn't even in your peripheral vision it was right in your like main vision line of sight um, but, so it's super annoying, but like, I was like, this guy doesn't know how bad he's like affecting Jack right now. Yeah. And uh, I, I, it was yeah. annoying for me too, but like, I was able to kind of like, just, it's one of those things where like, I think if you, if you, if you've honed in on it and it's annoying you, you can't shake it. But if you, right. if it, if it hasn't gotten to you, you can kind of just ignore it. Right. Um, yeah. And, and for me, like I, it just, like you said, I, I'd honed in on it. I couldn't focus on anything else but that. And yeah. like, it was, it was just directly in my, my line of vision and that light, those, you know, the light on an iPhone, uh, it's a blinding light. Like it's a, it's a very bright light. So I was, I was probably 30 seconds to a minute away from just, just telling the guy like, Hey, like you need to shut that off. But, uh, yeah. you know, eventually he did. And I think he, it was a mistake. Like he realized yes. it and he was like, Oh shit. I think um, it was too. I think like yeah. it's you know it's like the joke is like you know if you like you have a parent or something like an, or an old person picks up like an iPhone, and like you know they fumble around with it and then like next thing you know they're on a phone but the light is on and like you know there's like a MP3 playing in the background or something like while they're on the phone like they like the guy clearly it seemed to me like he accidentally touch, like turned it on with his cheek or something yeah and then, but like was was actually on the phone but like. Yeah, he might have turned it on to like, like flash it at someone, and then like got a call, or then like called him without turning the the thing off. There, every once in a while, like I'll realize like my phone is on, and I'll get embarrassed, and I'll look around like, oh god, did anyone see that? Because like it's like tell someone you're old without 
telling them you're old. It's <laughs> like, you know, have your light on on your phone, like, without any, without having knowledge of it. Right. Um, so, so yeah, it was a bad look. The other thing about this guy is that he had this big, he had one of those big foam Superman fists. <laughs> Did you oh, notice? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Yeah, like, like it's like they, they. I feel like they first made him for like the Incredible Hulk or something. It's just like a yeah. big foam fist, uh, not like the not 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 like the foam finger, but like a hard foam fist, kind of like what they make the cheese heads out of. Um, and it was blue, and like it has like a cup holder built into it, so you put like a beer in it, so it looks like, you know, a blue Incredible Hulk is is like fisting a, a beer or something basically and he had that on also and and he had the stupid phone with the light on and it was just the guy who was a, a a goofball uh and definitely was like just like fucking like piercing into jack's <laughs> consciousness and i was just like i knew what was happening and it wasn't getting me as bad but i was like oh man this this is bad and like hopefully this guy shuts it down soon and, and luckily he did yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know if he ever flagged down the people he was trying to flag down, but right. Uh, anyway, uh, so that was that was annoying. Uh, right yeah. after the Schwindel Homer, there was this this girl, and she seemed like she was on drugs, and yeah. she was. Uh, Good. Yeah, you 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 want to say this one? Sure, sure. Because yeah. I heard her say something earlier in the night, and I don't think you heard this, and I didn't make mention uh-huh. of it because it was too weird. It was like too like dependent on like, um on like doing an impression of her. And I didn't think I could do an impression of her. She sounded like she did sound like she was on drugs or like super drunk. But like at one point they like motioned over to the beer guy and the girl was like, Oh yeah. What kind do you have? What what kind? And the guy holds up like his beer. He's like this kind. And he's holding like a Budweiser, like a can of Budweiser. And she's like, what kind though? What what kind is that? And he's like this kind, and like he's I have this kind or this kind, and he just he wouldn't say the name. And she's like, what kind is it? What kind? Is it? And I'm like, what what is this kind? What is this exchange? Like, it's definitely her fault, but also the beer guy is partially at fault. So then he goes over to her, and she's like, okay, that one or something, and and he goes over, and I heard the girl say like, oh, you guys only take cash. I I know you guys only take cash, right? And he's like, no, no, we don't take cash. We only take card. And then, like, I was like, okay, fuck this. And, like, I kind of, like, stopped paying attention to what was going on. But then, yes, later on, much later on, I would have guessed that these people would have been long gone by this point. Because I think this is about, like, the eighth inning or something. She she kind of runs up our our section, like, kind of at the far end of our row. And I she was just saying she was kind of running back to her friends. and And she was, like, a good, like, two aisles away. Uh, and she she just started saying like they're gonna fucking get it Duh, they're gonna fucking get it they're gonna fucking get it and then we were like what the fuck like what is she talking about like I thought she was like talking about like someone's gonna get beat up or what and then I heard her say like fuck the jazz <laughs> and I'm like is she talking about the playoffs like the basket the, the NBA the Utah playoffs? Jazz yeah so like so it turns out this 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 girl was like who's super drunk or super high or whatever was like i guess a impassioned like basketball fan and i don't know who i don't even know who the jazz are playing but um i think she was talking about the basketball team and like but she sounded like she sounded like yeah like she sounded like fucked up and well, uh yeah it's weird when she said they're going to fucking get it i thought she it was right after the Schwindel homer so i yeah, thought she yeah, was yeah. referring to the the cubs that they were going to win the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But maybe not. Yeah, I know. Unless 
<laughs> Unless the, the fuck the jazz was just like a unrelated comment or whatever. And she was talking. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I felt like it happened at some point in the game where like, we thought she was talking about the game uh, that she was at. Like, why, you know, why would she be? Why would she be talking about the actual baseball game that's happening in front of her? Um, but, but yeah, so that was a weird moment. It was, I looked back too, and it was like, she looked like she was with her parents too. That was the other thing. She was with <laughs> a couple who looked like, like noticeably older than her, but the way she was behaving was not like she was with her parents. So it was just a weird thing all around. I mean, did you get a good look at them, Jack? I, I got a good look at her. I, I didn't okay. get a good look at the people she was with. She was like in her like twenties or something, right? Sure, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like she, the people who she was with were older than her, and like I don't know who they were, but it was just it was weird. Um, but yeah, like yeah, she sounded like she sounded kind of strung out or whatever. It was weird, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was strange. That was right near the end of the game too. That was probably did Schwindel homer? Was it the bottom of the eighth that he homered? Yes, it was. Yeah. Nice. Okay, and that that was a nice home run too, because I think everybody kind of knew that the game wasn't going to go extras at that point, which was a, a yeah. fear of mine because it was so cold. Um, yeah. So the game ended. Uh, David Robertson got the save. Uh, good to see him back and and closing for a team. He's been pretty good this year too, hasn't he? He has. He's been he's been lights out for the Cubs. I think this is his. I think that was his third save. Maybe Jack. Nice. Did you did you realize that was the first time we've seen David Robertson for the podcast? I, I was really? surprised. I was surprised yeah. by that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we saw him plenty for the White Sox. Christ, that was probably the first time we saw David Robertson actually convert a save. Yeah, probably. I feel like he he blew the save every single time he came in for the White Sox. Uh, that's <laughs> interesting, though. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, yeah. Three, three years now, and we finally ran into David Robertson. Yeah. Um, who knew? Uh, but anyway, so we walked. Uh, we were sitting in left field, so we had a bit of a walk across the uh, the stadium. And the lower level concourse to get to uh, uh, the bus where we were gonna try to see the Rays go out, and we we ended up get, being behind this uh, this couple. Oh, um, yeah. it, it was a, a, oh, a couple yeah, right. that yeah, they were maybe a little bit older than us. Um, but Jeremy, you made some comment where I think I think you said, "Man, I'm glad we're behind these people," because they were kind of like they were kind of plowing through the crowd of of people who were uh, like you know going against us, who were walking in the opposite direction. Is that what mm-hmm. you said to me? You were like, "Man, I'm glad we're behind these people." Yeah, I said like, "I'm glad they're they're blocking for us or something like yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. And then the the lady like turned around and looked at you. Did she, did she not? <laughs> she did. Yeah. She yeah. Did. Yeah. That was. That was funny. It was uh, weird, and it was like I—I I mean, I was pretty sure to say it like to where they couldn't hear, but I also at the same time I was like, I'm not saying anything bad, so yeah. like, um, you know, it was it was weird, but then like, yeah, she did, um, she did turn around, and we were me and Jack looked at each other like, like, you know, yeah. like, like, uh oh, did we fuck up? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I was on the bus. Uh, yes, uh, I think it was just was it just yesterday? Maybe maybe two days ago. Um, and yeah, I was trying to like look up something on my phone and it wasn't loading. Um, and I said, I, I said out loud, I said, oh, God, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And then the uh, like this girl who was like talking on her phone looked looked back and I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at my phone. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I got I got to watch myself. Yeah, um, right, right. Yeah, it's not like she had it's not like she had the light on on her cell phone or something. <laughs> um okay. Uh yeah, so so we didn't actually talk about this for the the Bre- uh, Brewers one, but yeah. uh if 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 you can, Jeremy, you usually bring a little swag from from the other team to wear to wear by the bus. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a new thing for this year, but I was like um I have this uh Brewer stocking cap that I got um years ago when the Brewers were not a threat to the Cubs. Um, now that they've overtaken the Cubs, I, I don't wear this hat anymore. 
Uh, but it's a really cool stocking cap with like the old blue and yellow colors of like the 80s brewers. Um, but uh, yeah, I figured since we were by the, the brewer's bus trying to get autos, um, I didn't tell Jack this until I busted it out at the bus. But I like kind of like I tried to dramatically, you know, take my Cubs head off and pull, and yank out this brewer's stocking cap. Um, so I did that. Uh, and then it, in, in sure enough uh, fashion, like this time for the Rays, I definitely am the owner of a Rays baseball hat. So I had that kind of to the side uh, for the game as well. And then when we got to the bus, I busted that out and I became a Jeremy, the Rays fan. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and th- there were not many, many fans out there. Uh, it was a Monday night. It was cold. So there were maybe less than, less than 10 people waiting for autos. Um, yeah. And it was, it was definitely Rays fans. Uh, it was just like a, just a couple people. There, um, there may have only been 10 Rays fans in the whole stadium. Like we yeah. didn't see any until we started like walking until we were leaving. Uh, no. But definitely by the bus for a while there was only five people and then like two people showed up later so yeah there was there were seven people waiting. Yeah, it was uh, yeah not many sparse crowd. Um, so we uh, there were four buses for the Rays. One of them was completely filled with uh, wives and girlfriends of the players. Um, uh, it, so the Rays had been in town for like six days, or they were they were going to be. Uh, they they played in uh, the White Sox over the weekend, and then the three game series versus the Cubs. So basically a whole week in Chicago. So it kind of makes sense. That the uh, the players all brought their families. Um, nice little vacation in Chicago, I guess, when it was it was forty degrees. So I'm I'm, I'm sure most of them probably didn't have a lot of fun. But uh, but yeah, they were there. So it was a it was a family affair. So that was interesting. Um, so they all they all came out uh, and their their bus left right away. Uh, and then and then right after that, uh, the Rays announcers came out. Um, Jeremy, you saw you saw Dwayne stats. I'm not super familiar with his work, although I had heard of him. I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known him to like to recognize him. But uh, you know, you were pretty excited about that one. Yeah, I, it was it was a cool it was very much. I mean, maybe to a lesser degree of seeing Rick Sutcliffe. Um, it was cool to see Dwayne Stats. So Dwayne Stats was a former announcer for the Cubs. He was like um, the like secondary play-by-play guy behind Harry Carey for the Cubs and my earliest memories of baseball. Um, so I remember it being Harry Carey and Steve Stone. And Dwayne Stats would do the first three and the last three innings on WGN Radio. And then for the four, five, and six, Harry and Dwayne Stats would switch. So Dwayne would come on TV and Harry would do radio. Um, uh, a practice that they did um, later on too with uh, Tom Brenneman, I believe, also. Um, but uh, but yeah, Dwayne Stats was like kind of just like the er- one of the earliest like Cubs uh, announcers I remember. And like yeah, I remember like years ago he resurfaced with the Rays, and he's been with the Rays a really long time. And he's an old man at this point, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, has like a full head of gray hair. Uh, at the time, he had like a perm. He mm. had like this like crazy like brown haired perm like curly puffy hair it was really funny to see like completely 80s jack you you should even if you can you should try to google a picture of Dwayne stats from the 80s yeah um, because it's a it's like such a like 70 it was just such a 70s look but this was like in 1988 89 or something yeah um the other thing was uh that's crazy is that um that his name is stats and he's a, a baseball announcer yeah, I mean, that uh, yeah, what a what a great name for sure. Um, okay, yeah, I'm I'm seeing some pictures of that. That's uh, that that is pretty good. Yeah, if you um, see if you if you do Dwayne Stats Cubs, there's a great picture of him 
with a, with his partner called I think his name was like Gene Nelson or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, yeah, just I I just remember being like a little kid and not like not knowing, like like trying to understand who these people were. Like who was I think it was like Gene Nelson was his name or something. And I don't even know if he was like a baseball player or something. But yeah, there's a lot of good. There's just like a lot of good. Um, pictures actually stats still like i mean up until a few years ago i feel like he kind of had like the the perm going but uh but yeah so I, I i do regret not getting his autograph but he so he came out and like the color guy for the for the um the team was uh uh brian anderson former d-backs pitcher i think he sure. was on that 01 world series team um okay and uh, they came out and they they were the first guys to hit the bus. And like there was a guy next to us who was like a Rays fan, like a kid in his like 20s or something. And uh, he was like, you know, talking to them and um, they were they were being super friendly, kind of like yeah. having a back and forth and everything. So it was cool. And like, yeah, I kind of I regret I, I should have got Dwayne stats. I, I'll probably never have that chance again. So like I kind of regret it, not not getting his autograph and telling him like, hey, man, I remember you from, you know, my childhood. No, I was gonna say, Jeremy. Yeah, that, you uh, you should have asked him. That was a you know, he he definitely would have signed. Um, yeah, I think you know, so. I yeah, don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that none of the Rays uh, signed for us. Yeah, uh, may, maybe it was because they lost. You know, maybe it maybe maybe it's poor form for players to sign autographs after a loss. But uh, yeah, they were super nice, and I, I think they would have signed for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh yeah I'll uh maybe I'll maybe every once in a while you can like write to the the ballpark and 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 have them sign something so maybe maybe I'll do that because just to make it make good on the the missed opportunity but uh but yeah so uh I don't know I'm not even sure if people my age would remember Dwayne's stats but um ah. yeah just uh just a, a little footnote in Cubs history Yeah for sure um well yeah they came out they were probably the friendliest guys um, yeah. uh, Kyle Snyder, the team's pitching coach was also friendly. You can kind of always tell the guys who want to get acknowledged because like, you know, K- Kyle Snyder, when he was walking out, he was like, he kind of waved at everybody and, and looked, um, yeah. it was, uh, it was funny. I, I, we probably could have got him to sign too. Yeah. Um, there, so the Rays are the first team I've seen to have their own personal security guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never. They actually had two of them. One of them went with the wives and girlfriends, uh, and they had another guy like in a raised jacket. He had an earpiece on, like he was Secret Service, um, and you know he he was kind of blocking the way of everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. None none of the rays even got close to coming over, and maybe he was kind of trying to discourage it. Uh, but he wasn't. He wasn't being a dick. He was like he was being kind of nice to people. This, this uh, but, is the one that kind of looked like Randy Johnson a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I think you said he looked like Randy Johnson if Randy Johnson had never played sports. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, he was. He looked kind of intimidating as Randy Johnson does, but um, he did kind of like he was having kind of like a a casual conversation with I think maybe the same guy who was next to us or someone uh, who was next to us um, and saying like uh, Yeah, that's that's a car he drives in spring training or something. So like he was he was actually being cool, but um, he looked kind of like an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, he 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 did. Um, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll give him credit. He didn't he didn't try to like make us go away or anything. Um, uh, but he said at one point, uh, what 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 did he say about Wander Franco? He said like Wander doesn't like it when people uh crowd oh, around him. Well, the 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 one of the people waiting for an autograph said that. Um, okay. So the person um, uh, 
someone said like, Hey, when Wander comes out, like be cool because he doesn't, uh, he doesn't, you know, otherwise, uh, we're not getting, he's not signing. Sure. And it's like, okay. Like what, how do you know this? Like, who are you and what, what, what information do you have? It was, it was very odd. And I was uh-huh. like, I, I'm, I was going to say like, Hey, listen, I got news for you. He's not signing <laughs> either way, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, Wander did eventually come out. He wasn't wearing a jacket. He was just wearing a T-shirt, which was which was kind of odd. Um, yeah, considering how cold it was. He was wearing a, a bear's hat, or a, a bull's hat, too, though. Which was, oh, was he really? Was I didn't see that. Yeah, it was, it was a weird... It was like a bull's hat, but like the logo was blue. Um, huh. I don't think that was like a... I think like USF or something, University mm-hmm. of Southern Florida maybe is bulls, but I, I think it was like a Chicago Bulls hat. It was weird. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is the South Florida Bulls. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, did did he acknowledge the fans, or, or did he did he not really look up? I don't think he really did. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think know. He did either. Um, and and he was he was with Yandy Diaz. I feel like Wander had an entourage of guys in the minor league game too, and I, I feel mm-hmm. like Yandy Diaz, who is a more veteran player than Wando Franco, has just has just sort of been sucked into the, you know, the whirlwind of of Wander Franco, and and Yandy Diaz is now just his like, you know, his gopher. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been like absorbed into his entourage. Yeah, <laughs> like willingly or not, he did kind of look like he looked a little checked out mentally, like. He was like in the back of that that pack that came out with Wander. I don't remember who else was with him, but um, he kind of looked like kind of checked out. Like he was just like kind of straight, like blank look on his face. He put his bag on the underneath the bus and just got on. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought it was it was funny that yeah someone you know you would have thought a Rosarena was was like part of his entourage, but uh, maybe they're just maybe he's too much of a free spirit to yeah. to be following well- him around. We should say that we, ne- you know, speaking of free spirits, we we never saw a Rosarena or Choi. Yes, yeah. And, and you know, I, I we waited till all three of the four buses left. So I, I don't know if there was going to be one more bus. We were probably waiting out there for a half hour, 40, 45 minutes at least. Yeah. Um, and I, it, I think just like you said, on principle, I'm not going to wait for, for G-Mon <laughs> Choi to, to go out there. Yeah, it, you know, and and I was saying like I think I said at one point I'm like, are they smacking each other in the ass with the, with towels <laughs> or something in there? Yeah, like him and Rosarena. Um, but the the thing that led up to us leaving though was was also funny. Like, so all the players come out. Uh, Kevin Cash came out. Um, at one point. Um, and not it's. It, I think every time we've waited, the the manager is the last one to come out. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. So this time Kevin Cash comes out with a group of players. And he's acting like he's just one of the guys. Like, yeah. and he he came out like he came out like maybe three quarters of the way through. There was there was still a good amount of guys who came out after him, um, and definitely didn't acknowledge the the fans at all. Like, didn't uh, sign autographs even though people were uh, holding up cards or holding up things from to sign me me specifically. Um, and yeah, it was it was it was the worst. It was like the the most uh, detached behavior we've seen from any manager. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, my favorite is still Derek Shelton, uh, yeah. who um, who see, who seemed like he wanted to be a good a good face for his uh, his organization. Super nice guy. Um, he's also probably the the you know out, out of every like name manager, he's probably number thirty on on the yeah. list of of uh, managers people could name. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, Cash. Uh, you know, he he also didn't really acknowledge anybody because because we were yelling at him too and. And uh, even even the guy next to us was like, "Hey, coach, 
hey coach which which actually isn't what you should call a baseball manager but we can we right. can let that go but um you know yeah he, he just kind of didn't acknowledge anybody and then he was he was sitting in the front seat of the bus and he was just texting with somebody and it's like yeah he was on his who phone the fuck is who's who's he who's he texting yeah i know it was weird it, it, it was it was it was a bad look I, we were saying like i wonder i almost wonder if the managers sign just because they they feel like they're representing the team and right. they want to like be a good ambassador for the team, but um, but yeah, Cash was just like came out with the players and then was like texting. It's like it, it was it was odd. Um, uh, but but so Cash came out and then some more players came out and then this like random guy comes out, this older guy. Uh, don't know who he was, but he goes like to the bus driver. I think he's like, yeah, there's no one else. There's no one else. Like I, that's it. <laughs> And the guy's like, oh, okay. And then like the whole thing shut down. They closed, they closed the door, the luggage doors on the bus. The guy got on and then they fucking like started up and took off all, all at the behest of this like one guy. Um, it was very odd. It, it was. And it's like, you know, is Randy or Rosarena a big enough celebrity? It's like, that's like, that's the treatment he gets. They pull, they try to pull the old switcheroo on, on you. Right. Yeah. True. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, if that was the case, it was really like the guy didn't make that big of a spectacle about it. He should have been like, Oh, that's it folks. You know, <laughs> Show's over. Like, but like it was, it was weird. So like either this guy screwed them and like, they're like I said, they're like smacking each other with towels in the shower still waiting, like expecting the bus to still be there. Um, but we left and then the rest of the raised people did stay and there was still one more bus. So again, like, if if these if these if Rosarena and Choi were still back there, they had like a whole bus to themselves, so they could like keep frolicking on the bus on the on the ride back to the hotel. But um, it was weird. Uh, yeah, it was just weird. And like, I mean, I guess we could have stayed, but like, the guy says it's like that's it. I'm the last one. The the bus leaves. You kind of figure that's it. But we you know there were definitely guys we didn't see. So I don't know. It was it was a weird thing but uh but yeah out of principle we were just like yeah i think let's call it a night yeah i i will say if if there are two guys who like wouldn't have left by the team bus and and would have like gone out to a random restaurant or something or just or just done something different it, it those those two guys would have been the ones i picked so yeah for who sure knows? yeah true who yeah knows? i did who knows? I, I did see Troy kind of like doing a weird dance with like wander franco in the dugout uh, the other day after he hit a homer oh really yeah, so I think he does kind of like mix it up with the guys, um, sure. which is kind of funny. Um, so yeah, so all that happened, but uh, there was one uh, like highlight of the bus experience for sure, um, and that was uh, this crazy old guy who came over. Yeah. Um, do you want? Do you, yeah, you can do your impression of him. Okay. All right. Yeah, I might as well. So this guy comes over and like we're standing there. So like there's like me and Jack are next to each other. There's a raised kid next to us. There's two other people next to that kid. And then there's like a guy and maybe his like wife or his kid or friend or whatever behind us. And then I don't know where this old guy comes up and he's wearing like a jacket with all these patches. And I feel like he was wearing some kind of like weird, like old timer hat sort of thing or something. But he comes over and like the players are coming out uh, of like of the stadium walking onto the bus. This happened to be like a moment where there was like a, a healthy stream of guys, like maybe like six, seven guys coming out and walking up the stairs to the bus at the same time. And this old guy like kind of just like fucking like ambles, like, like, like stumbles up to the crowd and he's like, uh, uh, so you're going to sign for them or not? Are you going to be like the old guys and sign? Uh, no, you're not. No, you're not. And like, 
as they were like <laughs> not signing, they get on the bus and he's like, yeah, no, you're not. You're not going to sign. And he's like, what about Mickey Mantle? What about Mickey Mantle? What about Hank Aaron? They signed. What about Moose Scourin? <laughs> and like he's just naming all these fucking old guys. He named Roger Maris too. <laughs> what about Maris? And, like, <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? And we're like, what? <laughs> We're like laughing. We're laughing about this guy. And then like one person engaged him and they're like, oh yeah. I think they were saying something like, oh yeah. Did you see, you saw those old greats or something? And he's like, yeah, I saw a moose scouring. You, you know about moose scouring? And like, we're like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, and he like yells out. He's like, yeah, you're not signing. You're not signing or something. And just like, <laughs> and then he just like walks away. <laughs> then he just like, then he just walked away. <laughs> And then, like, we turn around and we look at, like, the other Rays fans, the kid next to Jack, and then the guy behind me was actually wearing, like, a Buccan- a Tampa Bay Buccaneers sweat uh, hoodie. Yeah. And, like, the kid next to Jack goes, like, what What was that? What was wrong with that guy? What was that guy doing? And I said, well, he's not helping our cause at all. And um, and then, like, then the guy in the Bucks uh, jersey or the Bucks sweater goes, like, what was he talking about Mickey Mantle? And I'm like... <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, and I said, Mickey Mantle was probably drunk. That's the only reason why he signed for that guy. Yeah. Um, and, and then like, he kind of like the guys like laughed at that one. I got like a good zinger in and it made me feel pretty good. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my, my question is, first of all, with the old guy, like who, uh, like, did he go to the game? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. It's like, he was like waiting for like, <laughs> It would have been as if he like made a bet with a friend and said like, "I bet you any money in the world these these newfangled baseball guys don't even take the the time to sign for them." And then like as soon as it happened, he was like, "Yeah, that's right. I knew it. I knew it." But he was also like this like kind of old frail man who just wanted to yell at like young baseball players or something. Yeah, but and, and who definitely did not seem to have all of his faculties about him either. No, 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 no. He didn't. Um. I mean, he, he seemed to have some sort of knowledge of baseball greats of the past and their uh, relationship with fans. But, yeah, it was just weird. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, um, you know, you hear uh, you hear about, like, fans snapping or, like, uh, players snapping back at fans. It's like, you know, I would have loved for Wander Franco to be like, hey, shut your mouth, old man, you know, something like that <laughs> to this guy. But it was just weird. Like, it, it definitely had the – it was definitely asking for that sort of thing, but luckily I guess the Rays, you know, just kept their head down and got on the bus. You know, you know, one thing that we forgot to mention uh, last week, and I think it's just because we, we were running long and Mm -hmm. uh, running out of time, but I think we, I'm glad I remembered it now. Um, This is another, just like, I feel like every every time we go out to the bus, there's there's one person who will just start talking really loud uh, about something stupid. And usually from the past, (laughs) Um, and it's just distracting. So this week is this one. I think you, you, you remember what I'm going to talk about next, but it was, there was a guy behind us, uh, and he was, he was talking to these other people who he, who he clearly didn't know. Um, and he started talking about Sammy Sosa and and he was like, yeah, he, he did steroids. Sammy Sosa did steroids. Hey, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that he did steroids, but everybody <laughs> knows he did steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for like five minutes, he probably said the word steroids like a hundred times. Right. That's right. Yeah, we didn't talk about this guy. Yeah. No. There were, the people next to you, Jack, were like, 
these um like they were Cubs fans and they were they were the people who wandered out over by the bus and like were told that this was they asked if this is where the Cubs came out. We're told no, but then didn't leave. Yes. And the guy I think had a, a Sammy Sosa jersey on. Okay. And I think the guy who was saying steroids was a Brewers fan. Uh-huh. Maybe. And like yes. he kept saying, like, oh yeah, well Sammy Sosa did steroids. And he's like, Yeah, right, he did. So let's drop it. Like the guy the guy in the Cubs jersey, I remember he said that at some point. He's like, All right, yeah, so he did it. Fine. Let's drop it. Like because the guy was going on so long about steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. And, and then he was like, yeah, a lot of people did steroids, you know, Bonds and, like, Clemens. But Sosa <laughs> did them, too. He did steroids. Like, the guy just, like, you know, like, the other guy conceded the point, and that guy just, like, kept going. He, yeah. he got the last word, and it wasn't good enough for him. Yeah, um, and and relating this information as if this is, like, a baseball history lesson. Like, oh, you, those guys did steroids? Really? You don't say. <laughs> I would I haven't heard about it for the last ten years while they haven't been elected to the Hall of Fame, uh, but but thank you for for cluing me in on the the history. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that yeah that is yeah it is true. There's always one guy. Yeah, they always talk about something from the past. Of course, why it's it's just weird. Like I think I said this on the podcast last year, but or last week, but there's something about that bus, the vortex around that bus that just sucks in the weirdos, man. I mean, yeah. us included as well. But like. It's uh yeah, it's worth it for that alone. Uh, not even to mention the potential interaction with like players and, and autographs and all that. It's just it's a weird scene over there, man. It it is it is um yeah it, it it's a shame it took us this long to discover it, but uh, uh, yeah. and it, it really it really gives you a, a different perspective on the players too and the team as well. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I mean it's like yeah hey we we live for this stuff you know seeing players up close so. It's uh, it's always exciting. Um, um, re- real quick, Jack, I wanted to say like just uh, um, you know, so I said that zinger about Mickey Mantle being drunk and it, and like the guys like the people around us like laughed. So it felt good to get like a zinger in and to like crack up like a group of people. Um, it reminds me, Jack, of this story that happened um, that I witnessed a zinger uh, when I was a kid uh, with my friend's dad. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you the story, Jack. I, I think maybe I did tell this story before, but I don't, I'm pretty sure I never told it on the podcast. But um, we were we went to a Cubs game. Uh, so my friend uh, Nick uh, is my best friend growing up. His dad was a huge uh, Cubs fan, and he was kind of like a regular at Bernie's Bar. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I've talked about that. Um, and so he like knew these guys and um, and just went to a lot of games and stuff. And he brought us to games like as kids and stuff. And we went to a game and there was a pitcher on the Cubs, Heathcliff Slocum. Oh, sure. Uh, I remember Heathcliff Slocum. Yeah. He was like a, a bullpen arm for the Cubs. Um, good at times. I think he was probably mostly good uh, with the Cubs. I know he went to like the Red Sox afterwards and maybe closed for them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he was a pretty serviceable guy for the Cubs. And like, I think this game that we were at, um, he blew the lead. I think like the Cubs had the lead Slocum came in and he like gave up, you know, some runs and the Cubs fell behind and lost the game. And so we were like leaving, uh, Wrigley and there was just a mass exodus of people like in the streets outside of Wrigley. We were in an alley. We were cutting through, through an alley to get to like our car or something like that. And, uh, it was me, my friend, Nick, his dad. And then like this drunk guy, uh, and like he might have been with a friend or he might have been by himself or something. And then there's just a bunch of other people in the alley. And uh, this guy just out of nowhere, he goes like, hey, the Cubs should get rid of Heathcliff Slocum. They'd be better with they'd be better without him. And my friend, my friend Nick's dad goes like, yeah, well, we should get rid of you. The alley would be better without you. <laughs> 
and like some, <laughs> something like that and like everyone cracked up the way whatever uh, the, however his delivery was it was like yeah you know we should get rid of you the alley would be a lot better and uh and uh everyone cracked up and i was like oh man like you know i comedians talk about like the first time i made people laugh that's when i knew i wanted to be a comedian like when the first time like like when i heard the first the first time someone like slammed someone else that was the f- that was the first time i wanted to like you know be an asshole who like <laughs> made fun of other people on a podcast so sure so there yeah, you go that, and, and baseball related if possible yeah no that that yeah that's great that's like uh this the seinfeld episode i guess to reference george yes. again the, the the jerk store episode exactly yeah um so yeah so that then when i think of heathcliff slocum i think about that and like yeah i don't know my friends my friend's dad was not necessarily like a you know a comedic guy but he just he i think he used to say stuff like that to just amuse us you know sure. and like as little kids and like i think he said it and then he like looked at us and like made like a face and like we all like, like it was just like the funniest thing i had ever heard up to that point in my life nice yeah that's a, that's a good slam i wonder i wonder what the other guy thought of that you know yeah. who, who, was, who was on the ass end of that one yeah. um all right well yeah that's 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 uh that's good yeah i never heard that one before um uh well we so we were uh we were walking to the car then um uh no 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 cubs this time yeah, no unfortunately cubs uh however we, we it felt like a long walk first of all to that car just because we were we were so cold um but right when we uh right when we got to i think it was ashland mm-hmm. um uh there was this guy in front of us and he was like smoking a cigarette but he was just kind of acting weird yeah um and he was just standing there like yeah yeah, we we should say like so the walk down to the car is like we cut down like waveland avenue or something like this like side street and like you know you you get out of you get away from the stadium and there's still people like walking but it's one of those things where like you know we we park further away and like you know we're walking and like you know as we as for every block you go like a few people drop off a few more people drop off and by the end when we're getting close to our car we're like the only ones walking and it's like a dark side street and it was like i don't know 10 30 11 like quarter to 11 at night or something so you know it's like we're too, uh, we're too, uh, uh, you know, strapping young men. Like we could mm. probably try to, we could definitely, I, you, I would hope that the two of us could handle like one guy if, <laughs> you know, if he kind of came at us, you know, but it's still kind of weird. And yeah, yeah, this guy was just standing there smoking by himself on the side street. And we were just about to get to like a main street where, you know, you figure you're maybe safer or something. And it was just, this guy was like the last roadblock between us and like this main street. And he had his back to us the whole time. Uh, too, which was weird. Like we were approaching him from behind and like, you know, who knows the guy could have turned around and had like a fucking face of like a demon or something, Sure, you know, but it was weird. So we walked by him and he turns around, right. And he's smoking. Yeah. And so he, he turns around and he's just got this scowl on his face Yeah, as, as he looks at us and he, yeah. he stares us down. He, he stared, he stared us down for a long time and it was like, what the fuck, dude? We're just trying to walk to, uh, walk to Jeremy's car. Yeah, we're not, like you're the one who's like creeping in the fucking street with your with your cigarette, like you know. Yeah, lurking what, in the shadow. He was literally lurking in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and like you want you want to look at us. Yeah, like that. Uh, yeah. So that 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 was a little bit off putting, but it was also weird. And like you said, we're you know we're two guys and he's one guy. So yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd like to think that we could handle one guy, <laughs> but I'm not totally sure about that. No, I'm not sure, especially when he's a psych and he's a psychotic like this guy. But like, right. yeah, it was almost like one of those things where like, you know, he's like, come on, come at me. Like he was just like <laughs> looking for a fight. Like, um, 
uh, yeah, just like out on the streets, like looking for, for someone to attack him so he could like, you know, kick, kick ass or something like for, for, for training or something. It was weird. And so like, luckily, like we had to turn right because my car was like just over there and I'm like, okay, it's a right here, Jack. And we just turned and got out of there. And then as soon as we turned the corner, we looked at each other and we're like, what the fuck was that? Like, what was that? (laughs) So yeah, it was weird. No, we yeah we were not in the in the wrong there. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. So we uh, we made it uh, through two cold weather games. Let's yeah, hope we, we don't have to make it through three on uh, on next Friday. Yeah, yeah. We have a spoiler alert. We are going to uh, another game. Um, uh, we're gonna finally take our first White Sox game of the season. Um, hopefully, weather permitting, um, they will be playing the Angels. So that'll be exciting. That's right. And a more, more, definitely more opportunity for Jack to to get some shots in at me, depending on however Otani does. Uh, <laughs> well, God, for, I, I, God forbid I, if he starts too. Yeah, pitching. well, no, I was gonna say, is he is he on track to start that uh, game? I don't know. It's too hard to project because I think he like, I think they they definitely have a six man rotation. So that's, I could look, but I'm not I'm not quite sure. He pitched like two nights ago, I think. So he did, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we'll get to see Joe Madden too. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's genius, true. Genius Joe. Um, maybe if it's cold enough out, because I've been looking at the early forecast and it looks like it's about, you know, 55 degrees is the high, which yeah. isn't which is which isn't great. But that, yeah. you know, that that's it's still a long way out. But maybe maybe he'll be drinking some coffee if it's a cold weather game. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So that'll be cool to see. And like, yeah, hopefully. Well, fuck, you know, Trout hasn't been playing because he got hit. So hopefully he's back. God, yeah. if we miss Trout again, I would be really upset. Yeah, did, did um, we miss Trout the last time we saw the Angels? Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. he didn't play in yeah. that game. So yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I hope he's back. Um, so so we'll see that. But uh, yeah, I you know the first game we went to was cold, and we kind of you know we were thinking like, well, it's, that's got to be the coldest. And then of course this Rays game was was cold. It was snowing during the yeah. game, like you said, yeah. Jack. It was literally so, snowing. Yeah. Yeah. So God, you know, yeah, hope you would hope that. Um, uh, this game would would be warmer but uh you know it it, it is kind of cool like when when you make it through the game i was i was saying like it, it it feels cool like it feels like hey you know i made it through i can make it through a game where it's snowing like you know it feels good i, I at the end of the day it's not it doesn't really you don't earn any points for that but it, it i don't know it makes you feel makes you feel like uh tough to to be able to make it through that that freezing weather yeah and i think it makes you appreciate too being at games where it's nice outside um yeah yeah definitely the- first game we go to where it's actually nice outside it's it's gonna it's gonna really be something and i i think that like you know making it through a freezing game uh that's sort of like your friend rich's uh theory of of midwestern tolerancy yeah right that's you know yeah that's that's totally what he was going for you just sort of you just sort of tolerate it like you go because you you want to go and like you know it's been so long since you've seen baseball so uh so yeah, but let yeah let's let's hope for next week though. Like you said, Jeremy, you know as as much as you hate to admit it, it's it's definitely less fun to go to a game when it's cold outside. Yeah, absolutely. As I as I was quoted telling my my friends that the other day. Um. So yeah. So uh, we'll see. Um. Yeah. We'll 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 um we'll do that. And I think uh, hopefully we'll be able to get an episode in between there as well. Um. With one of our long-awaited topics, which we teased last time, but um, hopefully we'll bring it to you this time. Uh, I'm talking about the over/unders, but we'll see about that one. Um, but uh, but yeah, this will that'll bring uh, this episode to a close, uh, though. Uh, and before we do that, I just want to remind you all to um, check out uh, our social medias uh, on Twitter at Rain Delay Pod. 
we're doing rain delay. We're doing hashtag rain delay player of the day every day of the year for 2022. Um, and uh, yeah, always uh, some weirdos uh, out there. Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Check that out. It's it's still going strong. Um, all right. Well, uh, this was a good one. We'll be back at you uh, with another game uh, too, in a, probably a little over a week. Uh, so that'll be exciting. We'll see if Otani hits a home run in that one. Um, but uh, for now, uh, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.